right, hey everybody, welcome to my first ever podcast, and possibly my last. No, I'm just kidding. Um, today I've got Grizz here. We're going to talk about football, um, like fantasy football, regular football, kind of just whatever. Um, so Grizz, what do you wh- what do you honestly think that I can do for my running back position that is currently vacant? First things first would be to pick a player up. Well, like, like who though? You know, I have I currently have a waiver in for Philip Lindsay, and I also have AP as the flex still. But is it, people are saying AP is not as good as Thompson, even though they both have different, they both perform for different ways. So I don't know. It's honestly it's kind of annoying for me to f- figure out because, like. They're both playing, like, okay, but, like, Chris Thompson's just annihilating receptions. I, you said you pick, you're going to pick up Philip Lindsay, but I would uh, probably go with... Um, what do you think about this? So, I'm picking up Philip Lindsay as my, <coughs> my temporary replacement for Joe Mixon. How about I drop AP and pick up Gio Bernard? Um, if you're gonna pick up anybody off the waiver wire, especially in our league, um, it probably I'd go with Matt Breida. You really think so? See, I was looking at Matt Breida, but the thing with Matt Breida that bothers me is he did like terrible week one, but this week he's like all of a sudden projected nine points, and he like had twenty this past week. Like, what's the deal with him? Well, if you look at teams that they play, he played a Minnesota rush defense, which wasn't very good against, or which was. They were okay against Jamal Williams, but Jamal Williams isn't that great of a running back. So, yeah. um, six points on our league, which is standard scoring, not PPR. Um, uh, and then, then last week he played Detroit, which we all know Detroit's an absolute just garbage hole this year. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. I feel like if he's sixty-two percent owned in our league, which is m- m- middle of the pack average. Well, that's. All ESPN. And that's the percent of well, all ESPN. And Alfred Morris is more <coughs> owned than him, which I think Alfred Morris is not even going to get like half the carries that he gets again. So Yeah, I think the reason Alfred Morris is so owned is because of what he used to do in Dallas, what he put up. Or no, when he was in Washington, what he used to put up. Because, you know, he used to be really good, but I don't know. Looking at these projections for our league, we have Kenyon Drake. Drake. He's a 10 projection. But see, the thing with Kenyon Drake that really kind of – annoys me is him and Frank Gore are so evenly split with carries it seems like yeah last week wasn't a good showing for Kenyon Drake with Frank Gore getting a lion share um yeah I'd stay away from Peyton Barber I don't like anything coming out of Tampa Bay unless they get somebody else yeah, Gio Bernard they activated uh, Mark Walton so well and everyone I, I heard too that Mark Walton is supposed to be like this good dude but I just I don't trust a guy that I've never heard of. I mean that sounds kind of stupid to say, but I mean, <laughs> he did well in college. So, but then again, you got to remember, it's his first touches of the year, and he's fine. This is his first time active on an NFL roster. So, um, I don't I I would say Gio Bernard is going to get at least seventy five percent of the carries. So, uh, thirty nine percent owned, which is just terrible for a guy who's going to be the starting running back this week. So, this is my main focus though. Do I keep AP on my roster just to give him another opportunity? Just to see if he, I, I'm I'm tempted to see because he's going up against Green Bay. 
Green Bay's defense isn't that good against the run, but they're also, like, they're on and off. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to determine. But if AP can do good this week, I feel like I might give him another chance. But if I get Philip Lindsay off the waiver wire, I'm not going to play AP because I'm also going to bench AP and put someone else in my flex. Well, Philip Lindsay is uh, – we really don't know if he's going to put up the numbers every week. It sure looks like it now with the two weeks that he's been Well, it's the same consistent. thing with, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know. It's I think that's gonna, one of those things. I think that's going to die soon, too. I don't know if he's going to have the spot even when Jameis comes back the way it sounds. What about this? This is, this is something that I was really curious about. Will Disley. You know, everyone said no one knew Will Disley until week one. And then Will Disley just went off. And then everyone's like, oh, he's not going to do it again. And then week two, he goes out and gets like 10-something points or something like that. And it just doesn't make sense to me. And he did it against the Bears' defense nonetheless. And the Bears' defense got me 26 fantasy points last last night. So they're actually – the Bears' defense is the number one fantasy defense apparently. Uh, just want to take a look back at that point you made about um, AP against Green Bay. Uh Jordan Howard and Dalvin Cook both had uh, 10 and 8 fantasy points against the Green Bay defense, which is its average considering where we are in fantasy this year. Right. Um, Tariq Cohen had 4, which I'm not saying Tariq Cohen and AP are the same player, but they're close to... Well, they're in the same kind of role. I mean, yeah. they're, they're both kind of like... Cause although, yeah, because Tariq Cohen is kind of like the pass catching back in, the, in Chicago, but at the same point, Jordan Howard sees more volume than Tariq Cohen and Chris Thompson seeing more volume than AP. So I just think that if you're going to try to bank on Green Bay's run defense being bad, I think that's something. Well, that no, I'm, I'm not really banking on them to be well, bad. Well, I'm just I'm saying just, you got to have I'm just kind of trying to figure out if I should keep AP for another week, give him a chance, because I kind of don't want to jump off of him this, like, this soon. He had one, and it wasn't even like a bad. I mean, he did only get five points, but I mean – not trying to be a hater, but AP, I don't think AP is going to put up the numbers this week. I mean, Green Bay's defense is not even that good. They're well, decent, but if he, he if he doesn't, that's fine. I don't plan on playing him this week anyways because I really want to get Deshaun Jackson. If I can get Deshaun Jackson on my team and get rid of Demarius Thomas, that's exactly what I want. Take uh, D-Jax and throw him into my flex spot or to my other receiver spot, take Marvin Jones out, and then – when I pick up, if I get Philip Lindsay, I'll throw him into that flex spot where AP is. I'm worried about Dejon Jackson not putting up them same numbers, because the way it sounds now, um, that they don't care how good Ryan Fitzpatrick's doing. Jameis is gonna grab the spot back no matter what when he gets back. I don't think so. Um, that's the what that's what the, the organization said at least. So are you sure? Going by what they said, yeah, that's what I heard on NFL Network this week at least. Um, I always. I didn't think he was going to be – he's a career backup, so I, I wasn't sure if he's going to even claim that spot again. Um, I don't know. Uh, if Fitzpatrick has another 400-yard or even 300-yard game this week, you know, I can only imagine how crazy his opportunity is to start. If they bench him – Personally, I think it's going to be less of a bench and more of a – uh, look at what your team needs, find a team that needs a quarterback, and ship him off somewhere well, because the season he's having this year is, is trade-bait-esque. So. No, but 
But the thing is, he's doing so good is because he has so many weapons. If you look, if you look at the guys he's throwing to, you have Chris Godwin and Deshaun Jackson, who are absolute studs, and then you have O.J. Howard, who you know can come out of the at one point just you know go off. But other than that, I mean, those guys are doing a lot of work for Mike Evans. Deshaun Jackson is just. He has two 75-yard touchdowns, two games in a row. Yeah, I think that's more of a product of Ryan Fitzpatrick, though, than anything. I don't think Deshaun Jackson's worth. Well, that's the I thing. That's why he's good is because he has Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing the ball to him. I don't I don't like picking up Deshaun Jackson unless you're streaming, which is playing week by week. But um, Well, that's really what I'm doing with that receiver spot because Demarius Thomas is terrible. Like, I he's I super inconsistent. I wouldn't drop off that ship yet, though. Demarius Thomas? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I feel like if the you need to own a Broncos wide receiver, it needs to be Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, but e- dude, Emmanuel Sanders or like I'd I'd rather have one of their tight ends on my team. But given given that what we've seen with Emmanuel Sanders, I feel like teams are gonna start double covering him, and we've seen in well, two weeks how if they do- even if they double cover Emmanuel Sanders, he's quick enough to avoid it. Uh, I don't know. I just see I see how they've used other targets the last two weeks, so. The um the Broncos haven't really been passing the ball much at all because if you look here, um, Emmanuel Sanders has 28 total points. That's not a lot, and Thomas has 13. Jake Butt has six. Cortland Sutton has four. Uh, Hurman has two, and Tim Patrick has two. Tim Patrick has been a valuable part of the uh, Denver offense recently, like last week only. But I think if they keep um. If they keep going to Tim Patrick and if they keep running the ball with Philip Lindsay, you know that backfield there is crazy. So you don't you. It's hard to even determine what's going to happen. Um, I I just see it as um, you you just gotta kind of wait and see with Marius Thomas. I feel like if you need it, if he's, I mean, how about John Brown? I don't. I don't. I gotta see who they played the first couple weekend weeks. I know they played a not so good team last week, and they played Buffalo and Cincinnati. Yeah, which are two. Cincinnati has a really good defense. Buffalo's defense is iffy, but Cincinnati's defense is pretty good. Cincinnati's defense. Uh, that's. I feel like John Brown John, also had his best game against Cincinnati's. Defense. I feel like John Brown got what I'm talking about with Demarius Thomas. I feel like they singled Michael Crabtree away and double teamed him. If 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 you watch the game, the highlights of the Ravens, I think it was the Ravens, Bengals. I'm not entirely sure which team it was, but there was one of the teams when they played them. Uh, Michael Crabtree was getting like these end zone targets, like that were crazy. That was their first week in the rain where he caught this touchdown. Um, personally, I just don't know if – I don't know if jumping off that ship for Demarius Thomas – I don't know. I feel like it's just too early. Um, and the wide receiver waiver wire is does not look promising. I mean, John, really I, I would pick up John Brown in our league at least. I mean, it's not the same for every league. Well, the, um, the thing with the receivers in our league are like – the fact that there's some of them out there that are supposed to be studs, they're not. Like, for example, um, oh, let's see. D.D. Westbrook, he had a good week. Um, I think he did, at least. Yeah, he had 14 points, and he's he's at the bottom for projection, which is really weird. 
Um, there was another guy. But one thing, see, this is the thing that really gets to me is Will Disley. What's the deal with Will Disley here? He's projected three point or four points, and he got um, ten points week one and sixteen points week two. Will Disley is the number one tight end right now, and he was supposed to be a blocking strategic tight end, but he's become a pass catching tight end, which is weird because if you look at who Seattle has for tight ends, I mean they they don't really have anyone good, but I mean. Vanette. That's about it. <laughs> I mean, the receivers aren't that good either. Their receivers kind of suck with Doug Baldwin out. They have Tyler Lockett and Brandon Marshall. And I guess you can count Jerron Brown, but Jerron Brown doesn't get nearly enough volume. Brandon Marshall has been catching passes. He had a touchdown week one, but I mean, Tyler Lockett, he had a touchdown last week. And actually, Tyler Lockett had a touchdown both weeks, but I don't know. Will Disley, <laughs> it's I don't know. Um, I don't know about Will Disley, especially in our league. Where, I mean, uh, again, it's not the same for every league because every league's different. But well, because my perspective is, should I keep Evan Ingram or should I go for Will Disley? Uh, n- no, I don't think you get rid of Evan Ingram from Will Disley. I mean, given the offensive line for the Giants can't block a fly or a B or a a, a nat well, or whatever. Eli Manning's not very good either, though. Um, he hasn't made Odell into anything this season. If we go, I'm not, I'm on uh, I'm on fantasy pros right now, and I'm looking at the target leaders, which is uh, I agree with most fantasy experts. That's the way to look at acquiring players. Um, uh, the the top has Jack Doyle, which he's in our uh, free agency, ten and five. Ten week one, five week two. Are you looking at tight ends? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Evan Ingram's five and seven. How about Jesse James? He's five and five. So and Will Disley's five and five. So here's the thing. Evan Ingram had a bad week one. A terrible week one, if I'm being honest. Um, Jesse James. I don't remember what Jesse James did week one. But... Um, yeah, he had six points. So, I mean, it's not the worst. Evan Ingram had one. But he Jesse James had 138 yards and one touchdown to total up to 19 fantasy points last week. And that was against Kansas City. And I don't know, but I have Antonio Brown on my team. And, you know, you I complain about him enough. You know, he's not doing anything. But then again, you have, you have Jesse James was getting the ball more so is it almost worth it to go for jesse james rather than evan ingram i personally think so because i think that i'd rather have ben roethlisberger throwing to my tight end than eli manning um i don't know Uh, if you i i i wouldn't give up on evan ingram just yet i mean i feel like we're you're jumping the gun on a few of these guys because it's only week two we still got a lot of football to go well but the thing Maybe I am on Evan Ingram, but Demarius Thomas is a whole different story. Demarius Thomas had a terrible season last year because he can't stay consistent. I don't, I don't know if you can say that though, because Mary, uh, Emmanuel Sanders had a bad year last year too, and that's just because there was no quarterback there. Um. Well, but they don't. Case Keenum is not much better this year, but Evan I don't Emmanuel know. Emmanuel Sanders is going. I off. think he's way better than who they've had. Well, he's better than Trevor Simeon and 
Pax Lynch and Osweiler, but still. Um, if I had to pick a tight end on here, um, I mean, whether whether you think it's a good move or not, I'm getting rid of Demarius Thomas. I just I can't w- with my receivers at this point. I just can't move on with him on my team. Here, I'll I'll give you this too. I'll give you how many targets he's got in the last two weeks because I feel like this would tell more. So the last two weeks, he's got ten and eleven targets. Who is this? Demarius Thomas. Okay. You compare him to who would we say is one of the best Deshaun fantasy tight end or fantasy wide receivers this year? Deshaun Jackson's the number one. Okay, so let's go find Djax. Um, he probably actually has less targets. Uh, he's way down here. Or maybe not. He might have more even because they throw the ball more than Denver does. Denver runs the ball a lot. So Deshaun Jackson had five and four. What is a four, five and four? Five, five targets, targets week one. F- five targets week one. Four targets week two. Demarius Thomas has had ten targets week one. Yeah. And eleven week two. <laughs> okay. Well, you got to look at that though. Yeah. So he said how many? Ten. Ten week one. Eleven week two. Yep. So week one he had ten. He had six catches and a touchdown. I mean that's not bad. That's good. But week two he said he had eleven. He had eleven. Or he had eleven targets, but he had five receptions for eighteen yards. You can't make do with something like that. But yeah. if you, if you go and you look at Deshaun Jackson now, would you say Deshaun's were five and four? Yeah. So week one, Deshaun Jackson had five reception, five targets, which he caught all five of them. He had 146 total yards and two touchdowns. Week two, he had four targets, caught all four of them, 129 yards and a touchdown. So if you think about it. He might have a lower amount of targets, but that's also because Ryan Fitzpatrick has a lot more volume to throw with. Plus, Deshaun Jackson's making advantage of his his targets. He's catching everything and he's getting in. I mean, granted, the big amounts of yardage are because he had two 75-yard catches both games, but, I mean, he's caught every single pass that's been thrown to him this year. I'd, I'd read what ESPN has on Demarius Thomas. They do a good job bringing it down. Um it's exactly what I'm saying. The targets are, are there, and it's just going to lead to offensive production. It didn't lead to it last week, but last week was they were tra- they were they had to come from behind and try to win that game. And when you're playing like that, you're trying to rush and get to get it to your playmakers. I just I, I can't wait on Demarius Thomas anymore, so I'm just I'm pulling the plug on him now, um, simply because he's not worth it for me. Uh, if like, I don't need him on my team that bad because I know he's not going to make that big of a difference because that's like, if I really wanted to, I could I could go and I could pull the trigger on Antonio Brown because he's not doing crap either. But uh, then again, I'm not going to do that because that's stupid because Antonio Brown is an elite receiver and he's supposed to, he should show up. Well, there's just, uh, looking at it like this, honestly, there's not many guys that I would get rid of Demarius Thomas for the free agent wire. You can read into Deshaun Jackson all you want and buy that, buy that whatever that is that he's doing, but I don't trust it. I just don't see how a guy last year who had just a terrible year can all of a sudden just out of the blue beat two I really mean, other terrible than Deshaun defenses. Jackson, it's either Kenny Galladay or John Brown. I know you hate when I bring it up, but Chris Hogan's there too in that discussion. Well, Chris Hogan, Chris Hogan is there, but. 
He's 95% owned, which is... Chris Hogan is there, but if you're talking about Chris Hogan, you're also talking about Geronimo Allison. I could go and pick up Geronimo Allison and still be in a good spot. I feel like Randall Cobb would fit better than Geronimo when you're tying it to Chris Hogan, though. Point is, he wouldn't. Being that Geronimo Allison has more points on the season for fantasy-wise than Randall Cobb. And I if, and if you, I, I was actually watching a thing about like receiver pickups, and Geronimo Allison has just about either more or as many targets as some of the other receivers minus Devontae Adams. I agree. He's he's probably the one of the better Packers wide receivers, but the list of guys out there right now, I don't know why. You're, I, I I mean I. I I no, would none of Demarius Thomas is not better than any of the guys in the top ten that are left in our league. I think so. We have in top ten from number one, Deshaun Jackson. Not better than him. Will Disley. I'm sure he's better than Will Disley. Kenny Galladay, it's possible. Um I, I he's gotta be better than Kenny Galladay. I think Kenny Galladay is just getting in a good spot. John Brown, that's a tough decision. Jesse James, yes. Tyler Lockett, yes. Randall Cobb. Definitely. Keelan Cole, yes. Quincy Anunwa, yeah. Godwin, yes. OJ Howard, yeah. One interestingly enough, if you look here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So I read eleven. But in the top eleven receivers, there are three of them from Tampa Bay. That are available. I think that uh And Mike Evans is also up there. In receivers for Tampa Bay. Like, Tampa Bay's receivers are... They have four receivers on their team, like counting tight end, of course, with 20-plus fantasy points. Now, are we talking keeping Deshaun Jackson on your team for the long haul, or are we talking playing him one week and then looking elsewhere? Um, Because after looking at who they play next week... Or this coming week, uh, if you're streaming him, then all all they're ships aboard. The yeah, they're playing Pittsburgh and Chicago. Pittsburgh, I, I don't not, not not really worried about them. No, I don't like I don't like them against Chicago at all. I think no Chicago Chicago probably not, especially at Soldier Field. Yeah, I which don't which that's Jameis's comeback, which I don't even think Fitzpatrick's gonna play. So, um, yeah, you can play but him the this th- week. The thing I is, mean, the thing is, I don't want to not go for Deshaun. Like Demarius Thomas, not that important to me. If someone else goes and picks him up good for them but i'm done with him um i barely even took him this year i almost had i don't even know who else i had on my team besides him i think i probably had kenny stills or something which would also be better than Demarius thomas but nope i um i'm gonna stake my claim with three guys from the waiver wire and they're probably the, my top three that are out there right now that would help you the most throughout the season. My three that are in our league that I think I feel would help the most this whole season is uh, Chris Hogan. Um, I like Sammy Watkins with Patrick Mahomes finding anybody and everybody to throw a touchdown to. Sammy Watkins is washed up. We I saw what he did the last two years. I had him on my team last year. He didn't do a damn thing. I, I granted he wasn't in Kansas City last year, but still, this this second week was. That was a shot in the dark because he's never going to put up those numbers again all season. Well, I don't know about that. It's just I'm looking at the targets with him, too, and they're similar to consistent. They're 5 and 70. One, five week one, seven week two. Well, you also got to remember that Patrick Mahomes was basically like on touchdown adrenaline that day. 
So he's going to throw it to anybody he can. You see Sammy Watkins run down the field, throw it to him. Chris Conley, throw it to him. Tyreek Hill, throw it to him. Well, Travis Kelsey, throw it to even him. If, even if that's the case, though, I, th- I feel like teams teams are smart enough to take down the number one wide receiver. So they take out Tyreek Hill. He can't throw to Travis Kelsey all day. He can't throw, throw to Chris Conley all day. He's got to throw to somebody. I'm going to be honest. If I'm going to go out here and I'm going to pick up somebody who I can use for the long haul, someone that's going to be worth it, I'm going to I'm going to pick up Kenny Galladay or John Brown because they're the most consistent and they both have veteran quarterbacks. So, my third one was going to be John Brown. Um wish I could find the numbers on uh oh, here we go. Um So, the first week, Joe Flacco went it looks like looks like he went 25 for 34 with three touchdowns and that was his huge game against Buffalo and they just tanked. Well, John Brown only had three receptions for 44 yards and a touchdown. And game. last week Flacco completed 32 of 55, which is insane mm-hmm. for 375. But he also threw two picks. Um How many touchdowns did he throw? Two. And John Brown was one, 92 yards, four catches. And John Brown is he was just on here. Where was it? Um, he's four and ten with targets, so I feel like that he's um. He seems a little inconsistent, like Demarius Thomas. I feel like that's. But he's not so highly talked. When you think about all the waiver wire pickups, every waiver wire pickup thing that I've listened to, it's been John Brown, it's been um, Chris Godwin, it's been Kenny Galladay. You know, last week on the waiver wire things, they were talking Philip Lindsay, Deshaun Jackson, Ryan Fitzpatrick, all these guys that are blowing up because. The thing, the thing with Philip Lindsay that you should understand is who in this league picked up Alvin Kamara last year? That was myself. Alvin Kamara had to play alongside a veteran running back in Mark Ingram. And Mark Ingram had a decent year last year. And the thing is, Alvin Kamara just came in and completely dominated. The dude went off. And Philip Lindsay... You know, he's not playing with veteran running backs, but he's got competition that he has to go up against. He's got Devontae Booker and Royce Freeman. So, you know, the fact that he came in third string running back basically for the first week and just completely dominated, he's got some hope. Um, Michael Crabtree and John Brown both had similar targets. Uh they both had the same week two and then four and six for week one. So I think it's a matter more of not inconsistency from either. It's more of Joe Flacco being inconsistent, uh, throwing forty or throwing fifty-five passes, only completing thirty-two of them is not a good stat. That's that's not too bad. It's average. That's actually not bad. Uh, we saw Big Ben throw like sixty this week or something like crazy number, but yeah, um, none of them it's on your Brown. Yeah, well, I wouldn't give up, you know, my stand on that. Um, yeah, I I I think John Brown between the both of us is the consensus pick. Well, I mean, I'm going to Sean Jackson. I'm just, I got to see how he does. I don't, because the thing is, Demarius Thomas for me right now is like determining if I grab one of these paper clips off the table, if I want to hold on to it or throw it on the floor. That's, Demarius Thomas is literally just a paper clip right now. He has, to me, he's worth nothing. And it's just, you kind of see what happens. I'm fine this week with playing, with picking up Deshaun Jackson, but I don't think anything outside of that you're really. You're just kind of shooting from the hip because you're hoping he has the same. Uh, you're hoping he has the same stats 
And they well, and the thing is, I'm not hoping that he breaks out 22 points, 16 points, 30 points, whatever. That's not my intention. I just I need to have a receiver that I know can at least put up 10 points each week. That's fine. And you're not going to find that in the waiver wire. I, that's not Deshaun Jackson. I, I and well, and if it's not Deshaun Jackson, it's either Kenny Galladay or John Brown. I don't know. You're to find a, t- a guy who puts up 10 every week. You need a you need in the top 10, I think, of wide receivers. Deshaun Jackson, number one. No, I'm talking preseason rankings or before the season started, or not before but, the season but started. That's but that's last year. The consensus top 10. Deshaun Jackson with just no, but pulling but away from the thing is that doesn't make sense because I have Antonio Brown and he's shit the bed both weeks. But that's there's a huge difference that there. Antonio and well, Brown. And Odell did too. You you can't go off of that top ten list. One of, like the only receivers off of like the top ten from the start of the season. Like hold on, we actually have a sheet right here. So if you're looking at these guys from the beginning of the year, you have Antonio Brown playing like crap. Julio Jones is playing okay. Odell not doing much. DeAndre Hopkins, he's getting in there. Keenan Allen, he's okay. Michael Thomas is playing great. AJ Green's playing great. Devontae Adams is playing okay. Mike Evans is playing great. T.Y. Hilton's okay. You know, those are the top ten. You also have to look at team situation because, like I said, they're going to be in turmoil because I don't think I don't think Fitzpatrick's keeping that spot. But here's the thing. Look at some guys that are ranked under Demarius Thomas and look at how much better they're performing than he is. Chris Hogan, performing better. Juju Smith-Schuster, performing better. Emmanuel Sanders, Will Fuller, Robert Woods, Kenny Stills, Kenny Galladay. I just feel like... Tyler Lockett. I just feel like Keelan that... Cole. My point I'm trying to say is you don't get rid of Todd Gurley because he's not getting you 10 points every week. Well, I'm not going to get rid of Antonio Brown. No, I'm just saying that Demarius... Well, Todd, no, 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 no. Todd Gurley to Demarius Thomas isn't even in comparison. Todd Gurley's the number two running back. Demarius Thomas is a number 18th ranked receiver at the beginning of the year. But he's not... You're you're dropping him for Desha- Deshaun Jackson. That's like me dropping... That's like me dropping you Todd gotta, Gurley you, for AP. You have, you have to make sacrifices to get people who are going to be good. You do, La- but... Last year when I, when I picked up Alvin Kamara, I'm pretty sure I dropped a good running back. I don't remember exactly who it was because I'd have to go back and look. But... There's I have just to no drop somebody to pick him up. There's no guarantee though. It, I like well, the, there was the no AP, guarantee with Alvin Kamara either. The AP to Todd Gurley thing is perfect because you're dropping you're dropping him uh, Demarius Thomas for Deshaun Jackson, who is old, washed up, had a couple good weeks because whatever the defense sucked. Fitzpatrick's a god. Um, I don't know. AP had one good week because the defense he played sucked and he was running on adrenaline. I don't see him doing anything much out of the way of that anymore for the rest of the season. AP I'm not too concerned about. I'm just going to leave him on my team. But He's basically a desperate pick at this point. I, I just I have a thing with dropping t- even top 30 guys just because it's just... So even if I had Deshaun Jackson on my team, he was doing good, and I dropped him to pick up Demarius Thomas, that would be an issue. I feel like... Because he's a top, he's my, a top thirty. Oh well my, receiver. my issue. Okay, you're you're and you're making the argument with Sean Jackson being old, washed up. He's a year older than Demarius Thomas, and he has better stats in his entire career than Demarius Thomas. Been so through the how, ringer, so though. how? But that doesn't matter. Look at some of the team. He's played in Washington for two seasons. He played. He had nothing there. When he was in Philadelphia, he was a three-time Pro Bowl athlete. That's because he had a good team. I just feel like when your numbers your numbers lie, and Demarius Thomas is besides this year, which is some crazy for some but reason. But Deshaun Jackson's year. numbers aren't lying. Yeah, but he hasn't been good since he's been in Philly, and you can say he had nothing in Washington. But look at Kirk Cousins; they paid him a ton of money, and now look, he's leading that. He's going to end up putting them in the playoffs. Well, if you probably. look at if you look at his receiving statistics out of Washington, he played about the same amount of games he played in. 
um, Philly. He had um, six touchdowns his first season, four his second season, and four his last season. He had three touchdowns in Tampa Bay his whole entire season last year, and he has three already this year. So, I mean, that, that could be a little bit of a spark. But, you know, this is the thing. People could think it's a shot in the dark, that maybe it's just a jinx. Maybe it's a hoax. But what if it's not? You gotta take the gotta take the risk. I just can't justify dropping a guy like Demarius Thomas. I don't know. I feel like I'd give him another shot. I, I just I don't like dropping people who are established players. For He's people. not an established player. Yeah, he didn't do anything last year. Yeah, but you're looking. You're not looking into. You're looking into Sean Jackson's past, but you're not going to look into Demarius Thomas's past and say he sucks because two years. Let me no. Let me look into Demarius Thomas's past. Let me look at the 2010-11 season, where the only seasons were that he actually did good. Well, and you got to look at the same thing though. Okay, who was who was Deshaun Jackson's okay, quarterback? Okay, so Demarius Thomas had three good seasons: 12, 13, and fourteen. Who did he have for a freaking quarterback? He had Peyton Manning. Yeah, but look at who Peyton Manning. Look Peyton who, Manning is look, one of the Sean Jackson had Alex Smith, time. though. Yeah, but you're going to compare Peyton Manning to Alex Smith? No, I'm just saying. Peyton Manning is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. I'm just and saying. And Demarius Thomas had him throw yeah, to him. They won a freaking Super Bowl, Tyler. Josh, look, look, who just, look who just threw the ball for to Demarius Thomas for the last how many years? It wasn't the same guy every year. No, that's why garbage. Demarius Thomas has sucked. Exactly. But he is Case Keenum. So you're also comparing Case Keenum it's to Peyton Manning. Two, no, it's been two weeks, though. You're going to give up on a guy in two weeks. Yes, I am. I just don't like that. But people have given up on him already last year. That's because look at the quarterback. I'd have gave up on that whole team. But this is the thing: Demarius Thomas has averaged a thousand yards from seasons 2012 to 2016. Last year he averaged 949, which isn't bad. But then again, you know, we go back to Deshaun Jackson. His yards for receiving haven't been that high. He averaged a thousand yards, nine and ten, thirteen, fourteen, and sixteen. So. But it, two of those years, he played in Washington, and he averaged 1,000 yards. So if he can play in Washington and average 1,000 yards receiving, and, you know, him having long touchdowns, like those 75-yard touchdowns, aren't unheard of. Because if you look here, he's got 80 yards, 77, 81, 77, 91. You know, it's, it's so it's not like that's, like, crazy that he did that. No, but it, it, I, you just got to look at all the factors, though. I'm not, I'm not, I don't get hype over guys who break out against t- terrible defenses. He didn't play terrible defenses. Philadelphia's garbage. defense is good. Uh, they're not that good. They're not. They're middle of the pack maybe at best, and Philly's below up middle of the pack. Hmm. Interesting. It, it's true. Cincinnati's the fifth-ranked defense. Look what, to, look what happened to Philly last week. Fifth-ranked defense in the NFL. Philly went to the Super Bowl last year with a totally different defense and won the Super Bowl with a totally different defense. So, Phil, so Cincinnati's the fifth-ranked defense in the NFL. Yeah, but that's fantasy-wise. Buffalo... But fan- it's based off of the games, Tyler. You gotta fantasy doesn't take into account all the different players, though. It takes it as a whole. You get fantasy. Your fantasy stats go for for linebackers and D tackles making sacks. The cornerbacks don't get those points. Yes, they do. Yeah, in a in a fantasy setting, but in real life, you don't have cornerbacks are are pretty much why receivers make or break a play. You don't see fucking Kenny Clark chasing. Uh, Stephon Diggs on the field last week because, I mean, you see Trima- Devon House getting beat how many times, and that's just. So basically, what you're saying is I shouldn't drop Demarius Thomas. I don't know. It, it's just I don't. I would. You can drop him for a week, and if Deshaun Jackson busts, it's on. That, that's well, and here's the thing. It, I I feel like I'm fine if I drop Demarius Thomas because if I drop Demarius Thomas and I pick up Deshaun Jackson, and Deshaun Jackson does bust, look who's still out there for people to pick up. 
there's a lot of people that are still probably going to be out there. If if this if tomorrow if I look at the waiver wire, and Kenny Galladay, Chris Hogan, Robert Woods, Quincy Inunua, Geronimo Allison, and John Brown are all picked up, I'll be shocked. There's not a chance that that happens that all of them get picked up. Well, and I don't think anyone else in this league is going to go for Demarius Thomas because if you remember. At the draft, everyone talked about how cra- how crappy he was. We we play in a we play in an odd league where ten teams and we have a short bench, so a lot of good guys are gonna go unknown. That's why our waiver wire is so full. When you look at some of the guys that are on people's bench, we have Funchess and Eric Ebron. You got Alshon Jeffrey. We've got people who are starting guys like Will Fuller and Pierre Garcon. And Cooper Cup. You got guys starting like... Well, and then you got teams with people like Tyreek Hill, Odell Beckham, and Julio Jones all on one team. So, you know, it's like... It's super unweight. I'll, uh, I'm going to make my final point. Um, I just feel like if you're going to pick up anybody, Deshaun Jackson's okay for this week. In my opinion, for this week. Otherwise, yeah. beyond, I don't know if you're going to get these gigantic games out of him again. You might get well 10 points every week, what but I'll, who what knows. Do we'll see what happens this week because I don't want to I don't want to wait on him. And John John Brown is – m- I'd feel like an idiot for not picking him up. John Brown's my rest of the season guy, though, I think. Uh, between him and Chris Hogan, I think, especially with Josh Gordon being in New England, they're going to have to take – They're gonna somebody's going to get him. The best corner is going to get Josh Gordon, and Chris Hogan's going to be left with. Well, and they also have Gronk. You can't forget that. Yeah, so it'll be first, second, and then Chris Hogan's going to end up getting a third string corner or something. Or who knows? He's going to get more targets. He got more targets last week than he did in week one anyway. Yeah. All right, well, yeah. I mean, I guess that's where we'll end it off. Um, We should be – I don't know when we'll be back with the next one, depending on how the schedule works out. But thank you guys for all tuning in. Um, This is our Fantasy Football Podcast. I'll see you later.